Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Two Comma Coffee Club. And today we are chatting with Q. He is the author of Anti-Guru Validation and Rationalization. He is also a podcaster, and his podcast is called The Mind of McCorkle. He also is an author of a couple other books that I'll let him introduce himself. And yeah, so welcome. We're happy to see you and have you here. Thanks. I, uh, I enjoy being here. I was thoroughly, uh, thoroughly excited about getting the invite. Yeah. Ah, good. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, but I'm excited to have you here. I've seen your, I love your uh, memes on uh, Instagram. Uh, those, <laughs> just those little, you know, those little tidbits, you know, it's sometimes like a Spencer's not in a good mood today. Or <laughs> he's shooting out those, uh, those poison arrows. But he's, you know, for a vampire, he's, you know, he's a pretty, he's a pretty interesting, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, the, the whole premise behind Spencer sharing things is that he doesn't care. He doesn't care what you think about him. And he's not interested in improving your life. He just wants you to get out of his way. So, <laughs> so I, I let that, I let that attitude kind of guide what he says, what he shares. Um, and I got that because uh I was playing with the state, and I know you ladies have talked about this before, about different states. Um, and to me, a state is just the overall driving force of your life that you are in right now. Mm. And um, I was playing with the state of plenty with um, one day. And, and when I got done, it hit me start sharing as this character because you can really um, not necessarily push the envelope, but you don't have to, you can be this person and you can let it just flow. And so I started podcasting and I didn't know where I was going to go with that. I just started doing random thoughts that entered my head and the first one I did clocked in around two minutes and I thought that's a good time that's a good amount of time to be talking because I thought this character won't put a lot of time and effort into explaining himself or giving people a lot of information because like I said he doesn't care and Mm. so I try to keep the podcasts to two minutes or so uh, for that reason. And then I was talking to uh, 2020, the guy who basically started all this in my head uh, through his trainings. And he said, you know, go on Instagram. And I really could see you doing um, little quotes as this character. And so I just started doing random quotes. And then I thought, well, this is dumb. Why don't I share these podcasts? Some of what I've said in the podcasts. And so that's where I get a lot of those quotes. Now that you, those memes that you were talking about, that you love those little zingers and stuff, they're directly pulled from 
what he's already said. And it's a lot of, actually, it's a lot of fun uh, to go back. It was a lot of fun to go back and pull those quotes from what he, he already said. And, it, and my wife tells me uh, that it's kind of odd to hear me talk about it because it's me talking and it's my character. But I say him and he, and it's almost like it's a separate personality. And, uh, but it's a lot yeah. of fun. Clinton, isn't it true with people who create, with fiction writers who create characters, a lot of the times when they sit down, they let those characters speak the dialogue and the, you know, the narrative starts to evolve just from letting those characters take over. So you're, so from a Neville perspective, and I've heard that many times in reading articles and interviews with fiction writers. And um, I've, you know, I also, it sounds like from the Neville and 20 perspective too, that you're in the state of McCorkle, you know, it's like attitude of McCorkle, the way we have the attitude of Abdullah. It's, yeah. it's attitude, when you said attitude, that, that kind of sparked me thinking of that. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is actually. I remember years ago, I heard someone talking about an interview that uh, Stephanie Meyer did, the, the woman who wrote the Twilight series. And she mm. said that um, they just took over. These characters just took over. And the person who I heard talking about it then went on to do some you know, commentary saying this isn't right. You need to be your own person. And I thought this person's never written fiction then because they've never gotten in the head of a character that had to be written. And, um, and that's actually what I did with that book, The Anti-Guru, um, Validation and Rationalization. I just sat down mm-hmm. and got into uh, two states. First was global best-selling author, and then the other was McCorkle, that, that um, attitude of McCorkle, and I just let it flow. And, and again, being in the attitude of Spencer, he's going to keep it short. He's going to keep it not so sweet because, again, he doesn't care about if you take his if you take his advice or not. He just wants you to stop being in his way and stop acting stupid. And that's his driving force to share with people. Mm-hmm. And um, plus a kind of for the character. And I I've added this to to my writing, the fiction part of it. Um, he likes to just mess with humans. And I've mentioned that sometimes in the podcasts and sometimes now in the writing. Um, but the books that he's written are and the and the podcast that he does are more about improve your life if you want. Um, so it's different. And the reason why he's called calls himself the anti-guru is because whether someone gets into doing teaching or helping other people to self-improve if they do it just for the money or they do it because they have a burning desire they usually they usually in the back of their head do want to help people they really do and they want to and they have to teach this Um, I personally really don't think I have what it takes to be a coach I don't think that I have what it would be to teach people this but I have some experience and I have some insights. So writing the books and doing the podcast as Spencer, where he doesn't want to be a coach and he doesn't want to teach, 
but he do, but he wants to tell people if they want this information. I like that appeal because then I can get this information out, and yet I'm not feeling pressure to myself to follow up and be the coach, be the one with all the answers, because quite frankly, I don't have them. Um, so, yeah, I mean that's that's the motivation behind a lot of what I do is just to get it out there and let people decide for themselves. Which is a teaching moment without the pressure of being a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that would be. When, yeah. um, when I listened to your episodes of your podcast yesterday, I thought how wonderful it was that they were only two minutes long. Cause I got to listen to lots. <laughs> and one in particular, um, it was called, it was the episode called Permission. Mm. Um, I'm just going to quote you. It says, um, or McCorkle rather, <laughs> saying, what's stopping you from getting the life that you want, from fulfilling that aching need that you feel deep inside? What is stopping you and what's holding you back? And then you go into, then McCorkle goes into this talk about who we blame. Mm-hmm. for the way our life is and then it ends with you saying with McCorkle saying the truth is what is stopping you is you so my my take on your little podcast episodes and you saying you don't want to be a teacher I think the mind of McCorkle is actually the teachings of Neville because you're asking your listeners to explore their lives and their desires and how they can fulfill them and who is to blame Um, and then it says you keep yourself tethered to your old life it is what you know and it's comfortable so you're kind of toying with, with ideas of Neville but you're also opening up the minds of your listeners to go and explore things right yes exactly um I have found as I did the podcast, I couldn't help but say those kinds of things mm-hmm. um, because something that that uh, 2020 does point out is um, you can't help when you're living this. You can't help but express it. And so I do find it coming out that way. It's just um, a little more, a little less gentle when I say it the way the McCorkle does. Yes. Like, like, um, like I have participated in the Facebook group and seen the way certain people ask questions to the, po- the people that post questions to draw them to the point where they're like, it's you, you need to change it. Whereas um, as McCorkle, I just simply say, look, like in that podcast, you are the only one stopping you. And, uh, and that's kind of, that's a know. statement, isn't it, in itself? And then it makes people sit back and go, well, hang on a minute, how's it? Why is it me? Yeah. Right. And, and and by the way, I want to McCorkle to be so that the our audience is clear. He's a vampire, am I correct? He's living dead. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, t- talk a, a little about what his what you know, his thing, because that would help give a context that that okay. comes because you know, with vampires. I'll say real quick, you know, there have been some very clever and interesting settings for vampires. You had the Twilight 
See, we originally had Anne Rice and her vampire mm -hmm. Lestat and the, you know, uh, vampire stories that went on and on. And then you had, um, uh, then you, then you had the Twilight ones and then- You've and got then Vampire you Diaries. The, yeah. The and Diaries. the originals. The originals. Right. Yes. Yes, and you had that funny series, What We Do in the Shadows, which is about these vampire roommates, which is yes. really, if you know that one, that was by um, the guy who cre created the movie uh, about Jojo Rabbit. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's really wild. And, um, the, you know, with the asides and the stuff on camera and the, and the, you know, the humans that help them is, it's, you know, it's really hysterical. So what is the context for your for your Spencer guy, well, that was that was um, actually one of the books that was mentioned that I'm working on getting published. Um, I took Dream Driven Day this last spring, summer, and um, really really got me to focus on that. I want to do is I want to be an, an author, a full time published author, and. Um, and I thought it was to be traditionally published through a publishing house. And I went through and I'm still going through right now, personally, some um, health issues right now. And it came to me when I was putting a lot of buns in the oven for being a best-selling author that just publish it, just get it out there mm. on Amazon and self-publish it. Mm. So I contacted Lene and asked her if she could do the cover for me because she did the cover for my first book, that anti-guru. And then she asked me to come on here. So uh, it's kind of funny how things work out. <laughs> and uh, this book, this uh, book about Spencer is the story of how he becomes a vampire and what he does when he first is a vampire. And I got a lot of my inspiration from the mythos of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, an angel. Yes, an angel. Um, they're possessed by demons. They have, you know, certain things that, that are classic vampire traits. And Spencer is an oddity. He woke up as a very extremely powerful vampire because a very powerful demon decided to be part of his life wanted to, and decided to be in him but his soul is still intact so he's constantly somehow that made him different and so now he looks at the world and it's a blend and that's why he wants people out of his way that's why he cares about people being stupid because he can't he just can't wrap his mind around the fact that people just live this way um, because he can't live this way anymore. And so the book explores how he got to where he is and what he does. And he actually goes after other vampires and he doesn't do it for any moral reason. Like he thinks vampires bad. He doesn't like them but he doesn't really think they're bad because he himself likes being a vampire because he likes the, he likes the feeling of superiority, but he doesn't like any other vampires having that. He's kind of complicated in that fact, but as it is, he doesn't have 
a compass to keep him on the straight and narrow, except that he wants to get these vampires. And so the book explores why he hates vampires so much, which goes into how he became one, and then how he goes about getting them. So when you um, describe him as, um, like on your podcast, and the mind of McCorkle is described as thoughts from the demented mind of a a barely hinged vampire. Mm -hmm. Um, Why would you call him demented and barely hinged? Especially when he's got the thoughts of Neville in his head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That that came about because in the book he when he talks about him because a lot of the a lot of the book is done in first person narrative from his perspective and when he talks about himself he sometimes has to stop and say i think this or the demon thinks this i'm not quite sure how that works he says that multiple times throughout the book and so he's so he's kind of demented because he has dual personalities and he knows it vying for control of his mind at all times yeah. which would I think would drive anybody be to be unhinged so he's barely <laughs> hinged yeah so that's that's the that's the um, background for McCorkle and then and the it's also uh, kind of the split way of us isn't it in a way because in the in the quote that I used um, about your podcast in permission podcast it's about us finding it's is it comfortable or is it uncomfortable and 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 that's very we could then be split personalities because we know what's comfy and what's easy but in order to do to fulfill our desires we've got to break out of the norm um, just like a vampire is out of the norm, you have this parallel. It's, it's like a parallel narrative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Now, now that I come to think of it, yes, it is. Mm. Um, because he had to find his way, and he has to do some things that he'd rather not do, and he does them anyway because they go to the end of what he really wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, and it's it's wonderful because you know in a, another um, analogy here, uh, maybe it's a little not as direct, but a vampire has uh, you know lives forever. They can't as long as they're getting their their they can get to suck right. some blood, you know, and then they get in their coffin at night, and it's a pretty so it's a pretty simple life, and they it's just endless, right? So that in a way is is symbolic of the mm-hmm. fact that within us is the I am state which does not die. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's the infinite eternal state. So there there really is, you know, there really is that correlation there. Um, so that in, and and with you combining that with the Neville teachings makes that you know kind of it gets that in there even though maybe isn't the most obvious thing you'd be thinking about but it's a connection for sure. Yeah, um, I think I read somewhere that good good fiction in any medium um, makes you think in ways that you weren't expected to think. Yeah, because it gets that message in. Well, it's in definitely a, the mind of McCorkle, isn't it? 
<laughs> and doesn't Neville talk about fiction not actually being fiction? Yes. And I had to and I had to reconcile that. Yeah. Um before I could uh, <laughs> actually I reconciled that was part of my triple my triple D dream driven day experience was reconciling the fact that I can write this fictional book even though there is no fiction yeah because it was baking my noodle for a long time <laughs> and not letting me and not letting me move forward with it because mm -hmm. I was like well do I really want to have this guy in the world but the more I explore through the mind of McCorkle the more I'm like well he's just you know there could there probably is someone that has this kind of attitude like get out of my way <laughs> and um so and that doesn't speak to that person and let them learn about themselves through that right just taking a class you know so I think that's so cool like how you were saying that you never went in with the intention of being a teacher that didn't feel right for you but as you see because your true desire is to express that through this, which then teaches. And so it's mm. so awesome. And it just shows that regardless of the path, you know, you're doing something and fulfilling something. And that's kind of like our little, you know, our two comma coffee club. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a mentor and like things doing things by myself, wasn't really feeling or panning out the way I was thinking it would. Right. And then this came about, and this is where I feel free to express myself. And through that people learn. And so I don't have to put that pressure on myself. You know, that's how yeah. I express. And I just think that's so awesome through something so unique, like you're doing and uh, writing on that you are still able to do that through your fictional writing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. And, and I get excited about writing these little tiny books as McCorkle, that mm -hmm. third one, that third book, the one that you were talking about at the beginning, um, is the mind of McCorkle and it's the anti-guru bargaining. And it's all, it's going to be about how we, we all, that so many people say, if I do this, then they will do that for me or will change their actions to match what I just did and how that that sets us up for frustration and failure because people have their own agendas their own free will yeah and just because you act a certain way doesn't mean that they will act that way and anyone who right. has kids anyone who has kids should know that yeah <laughs> believe me no guarantees yeah. right um yeah. but <laughs> it will be done in spencer's style where he's gonna put it in your face and be like listen, this is how it is. And if you don't recognize that, then you're just setting yourself up and basically you're being stupid. And that's and, another uh, thing. Vampires actually compel humans, don't they, so that they have what they want. Um, depending on the mythos. Um, yes. Or they can be very charming and or just overpower them. Exactly. Um, but he doesn't feel the need to do that because his focus, his entire focus is on getting other vampires. So mm -hmm. to him, people are just 
obstacles. They're just in the way. And so if you stop acting this way, it makes it easier for him. <laughs> right. Sounds like my life. <laughs> stop doing that, I could focus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if my power could just come on, I can do things. Exactly. <laughs> we'll switch. Yeah. We'll find your own switch. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. It was so much easier, you know. But um, but that that's that's really cool, you know. And the more and the more he appears, the more people start to get curious about who is this guy and what is he really saying and why is he saying it and where does this all lead, you know? Right. That's When's the, your next book due out? Um, as soon as possible. I have the fiction book, Hunter Vampire. Uh, I have it formatted and ready to go. I just am waiting for the weather to be right. Um, yes. that's, again, if it will just cooperate, I can move <laughs> forward. <laughs> Get out of my way, freaking people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So Hunter Vampire, is that a person named Hunter, a vampire named Hunter, or is it something? No, he's like just a hunter. a hunter. Gotcha. And it's, and it's alluding to how Spencer is just a hunter. It's a hunter. I can't wait I to that. read it. This yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. yeah. That's it's, fantastic. Uh, so, so is it an adult read? It is. It is. Uh, I would not, I would not make it young adult or younger. I would not classify it that way. I would, agree. Right. I would definitely classify it as an adult read. Okay. All right. Well, we are close to our time. Um, man, I've really enjoyed this conversation. This is, I love the uniqueness that every time we bring somebody on, <laughs> the way it just goes is just so unexpected and it unfolds mm. like so perfectly. I swear to God, I've learned more about vampires in the last 30 minutes that I ever knew in my life. This is <laughs> yeah, there, there is not one series that has taught me any more than you did now. <laughs> so, so true. And all those hours I've wasted on Netflix. <laughs> there you go. So um, thank I you love vampires. for joining us. Yeah. And thank you for having me. Do what? Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Just before we finish, Key, would you like to um, let our audience know um, where they can find your podcast and your website would be good? Mm -hmm. um, my podcast is through Anchor, so it's on any just about every podcast medium there is. And it's Mind of McCorkle, all one word. Um, we'll find it. or. And I'm on Twitter, Mind of McCorkle. Facebook, I have a page, Mind of McCorkle. And then I have a Wix site that's Mind of McCorkle as well. It's all, if I made it as simple and streamlined as possible, all of it's Mind of McCorkle. Great. And are your books on your website or are they on Amazon? Uh, right now, that's just the one. And it's the Anti-Guru Validation and rationalization i know it's a mouthful um and that is exclusively on amazon right now i am going to look into launching it into other uh electronic and print on demand formats but right now it's 
just Amazon, and that will also be where the Hunter Vampire will, will find itself. Okay, cool. All right. Wow. Can't wait to read the next book. We'll link everything in the comments so that people can go and visit those places and start interacting with you and reading your good stuff. All right. Thanks. All right. And join us on YouTube. And we have an Instagram and a TikTok. And it's all called Two Comma Coffee Club. You can also write <laughs> by email at two comma coffee club at gmail.com. So thank you for joining us and we will chat with y'all later. Thanks. Keep bye. 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 Thank you. Thank bye. You.